Jasmine. And I'm Lily Rugo. And this is Earth's Mightiest Fangirls. And we are discussing episode six and seven of She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. So, um, I liked episode six more than I liked episode seven, but I liked episode seven, but I have I don't know. That's been it's been interesting. It's been interesting. I think I'm the opposite, just because I appreciated six. And I like from the get-go, uh, Jen had her little fourth wall break of like, yeah, this is a filler episode. This is a self, like, and it wasn't, it didn't end up even being filler. Um, but just like one of those, like, yeah, this is a thrown in episode. Does it feel disjointed? It's because weddings are. And I was like, okay, so at least we all, we're all aware of how this episode's going to like play out in the story. And then seven felt more like, it was also felt like filler, but I I thought it was funny. <laughs> Seven was definitely, I think, more filler plot-wise. Yeah, I think that's why I think I don't six. like it as much as I like episode six. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so episode six, um, I'm going to run down the plots of both episodes really quickly. Um, episode six opens. Jen is going to a wedding. She makes a joke about, like, it's basically being like, haha, you thought you were going to see Daredevil? Nope. Um, and so she goes oh, to... Oh, I didn't even connect that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then she goes to this wedding and she goes as, as she Hulk. Uh, mm-hmm. and then the bride is like, please don't do that. We don't mm-hmm. want that here. Do not outshine <laughs> me on my wedding day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Titania is also a guest in attendance at this wedding. Um, but Jen has promised to not like Hulk out or be mm-hmm. Hulky. And, uh, we see kind of Jen grapple with the fact that she was actually pretty excited to come to this wedding to be She-Hulk and be like, look, I'm doing so well. Right. And I yeah. don't need a man and blah, blah, blah. And the bride is treating her horribly. Terribly. Like, they already say from the jump that they're not really good friends anymore. That it's more of a an obligation invite. Like, invite to be bridesmaid, obligation to accept. Uh, but yeah, no, this bride's not cool. No. So it's like, why even make ask her to be your um, bridesmaid in the first place? Mm-hmm. Um Jen meets a really cute guy named Josh, who seems to actually like her for her. Um, yep. And uh, Jen and Titania end up having a fight because, you know, Jen gets really drunk. She goes outside and Titania confronts her and they fight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And things kind of end up working out at the end of that. And then in the yeah. background, um, um, I keep forgetting the paralegal's Nikki. name, Nikki. I I really loved the B plot we had for Nikki with um, the lawyer book of just like unrelated to the main plot. This was the true filler of things because like there's no consequences. This is self contained, and they had a lot of fun, and we got to see Nikki shine. Listen, we need we need lore, lawyery stuff in the lawyer show, and mm-hmm. honestly, I I like that what's happening in Shield right now is that they're laying the groundwork for. Um, like superpowered people have been around for a while and we just mm-hmm. haven't cared because they weren't the avengers you know right these are the run of the mu- run of the mill not trying to save the world not trying to cause any problems well except this world ending problems yeah. <laughs> uh yeah their whole b plot was that they were helping a guy through his divorce and he'd been divorced like eight times and every time <laughs> he would um fake his death because he's immortal and can't mm-hmm. die and that's how you would get out of, like, getting divorced or having a different yeah. conversation <laughs> with any of the people that he married. It was, like, mm-hmm. like seven ex-wives and an ex-husband. Yeah, um, yeah. And every single one of them. And Nikki and Mallory were both, like, 
they were like, we're going to help you as little as we possibly can because yeah. you're our client and we need to do what you ask, but also like, mm-hmm. you suck. You suck. <laughs> this is, you're a terrible person. Yeah. So it was fun to see them kind of uh, interact and have their relationship. And, mm-hmm. and during this B plot, Nikki finds out about uh, the like incel. Yeah, it's like Reddit. And not worse, even not dark, Reddit. Worse than Reddit. Not Reddit, like 4chan. Yeah, that was one of those. Um, yeah. It's like a 4chan type website for uh, gross dudes mm-hmm. who hate women. Um, and how a huge part of this website, what, it's like Illuminati, mm-hmm. but not Illuminati. It's something like that, the website. It's an, I remember I really I thought it was a really good name because it sounds really smart and then you find out what it is and you're like, oh yeah, they would call themselves that. Intelligent. Intelligentsia. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's one of those things that like It's like science. Sure, that's a really good brand name. And then you find out what it is and you're like, Yeah, you would name yourself that. Yeah, it's like Scientology <laughs> or like that joke in Parks and Rec, the reasonableists. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. which is, you know, a play on Scientology. But uh yeah, so they, they find out on Intelligentsia and Nikki is like finding out that uh, a huge subsect of people on Intelligentsia want to kill Jen. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, we have to we have to tell her. And Mallory's like, no, 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 no. We don't have to tell right. her. She doesn't need to know about this. Like, why would she need to know about this? Mm-hmm. And uh, Nikki's like, Cut okay, to. okay, okay. Cut to Nikki <laughs> on the phone telling Jen, oh, my God, you need to know. Like, so many people want you dead. Right. Um, which sucks. Mm. But also accurate like that is a thing that's i totally would happen that would totally happen in the real world and like it's hysterical because like the things that the guys are saying on intelligentsia are just ripped from like what Mm -hmm. people have said about she hulk on twitter right yeah like men are disgusting i'm sorry i hate men um and then we get to episode seven, mm-hmm. and episode seven finds Jen going on many dates with Josh. I know everything about this from the like the previously on to the whatever. Everything about this, like you knew as an audience member from the jump, what kind of person Josh was. The second we met Josh, I was like, you I don't knew. trust you. I don't trust him, but I'm still sad. I know. <laughs> I just want Jen to be happy. No, I'm go, so sad. They go on like three really, really cute dates, and, and he seems like genuinely interested in her, and he's charming and handsome, and you just you want this for Jen so bad, yeah. even though you know, even though you know, they finally sleep together on like the third mm-hmm. date, and then he completely ghosts her. Yeah, and she's like phone attached to the hip like cannot Mm -hmm. is constantly checking like we've all been there yeah and and like she's just like on it like trying trying to find out like when he's gonna Mm -hmm. text back right um and then she gets a call from emil blonsky abominations parole officer being like hey something went wrong with his like inhibitor so Mm -hmm. uh, i have to go and check but can you come with me? Yeah. You can have a buddy. Because he's, like, terrified. But... Yeah. If something happened, he's like, I don't want to pull up to Abomination. Yeah. Um, even though we've seen that, like, a, he has total control of Abomination. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's basically, like, 
when he becomes abomination like he's still emil blonsky it's like the Mm -hmm. same thing you know yeah um they have a coming together moment Mm -hmm. uh so they go and as we have seen previously emil like wanted to make like a a retreat so this is his retreat which do you buy it yeah because going into the episode, especially with the, like, oh, there's something wrong with his inhibitor, I was like, oh, no, this is, like, a ploy. And the other thing, the previously on uh, went back to Jen's attack where the people were trying to get her blood. And also at the end of episode six, we see this, like, lab with the incels trying to, like, scheme about to get her blood mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So when we pulled up to Blonsky's retreat, I didn't know if I believed it. But by the end of the episode, I believe it. I, okay, so the previously on was definitely referencing Josh, but like before we knew, like had confirmation it was Josh. Right. Yeah. Um, And I believe that like Blonsky's fine. Yeah. I don't think he's the, I don't think he's the threat. Yeah. I, I think, I think he's chill. Like I think he is. He's a reformed man. Yeah. I think there's no evidence that we've seen of him on screen that would lead me to believe that any part of what he's doing is sketchy. Right. Like, dude's in polyamorous love. He's very, <laughs> like, hippie. He's mm-hmm. helping dudes work through their anger. Like, I'm not mad at that. Yeah, it was, this was a very fun filler episode. I liked his little, I liked his group therapy session that he runs and leads. Yeah. I think, um, I, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it after I'm done with the summary. Um, mm-hmm. So she ends up stuck on the retreat, at the at the retreat, because two of the members, Manbull <laughs> and, um, I don't remember the other guy's name. Uh, yeah, L something. L something, yeah. Uh, he, like, shoots lightning out of his sword, and, like, yeah. it's, he looks like a matador, but he's not a matador. He's not a, a matador. swashbuckler. <laughs> uh, and it's funny. Uh, they ruin her car yeah so she's stuck until the tow guy can get there and Mm -hmm. um she's looking for any little bit of service on her phone so that she can see if she gets a text from josh right in her search for service she ends up in one of their like group therapy sessions Mm -hmm. and uh listens to all of the men there like go through their issues and then she like gets mad because she hulks out because some guy comes in and has another third wall break looks at us like this guy you guys probably don't even remember this guy (laughs) do they even previously on him you know what no previously on she hulk right now i loved that moment yeah i thought it was pretty really fun that was really clever yeah and it was like one of the guys who attacked her uh Mm -hmm. and he ends up helping her work through her issues as well. They, I was sus. I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'll save it. I'll wait for you to finish. Yeah. They, like, she works through her issues. They all work through their issues together. Mm-hmm. Um, episode ends. She goes, she's on the tow truck. It's a very, like, cathartic, cathartic, pleasant. Zen. Yeah. I don't know. Self love. I don't know why, but, like, it, it reminds me of the, like, friday uh, rebecca black music video when like the girl is like doing the like hand dolphin thing yeah um it just felt very 2008 to me 
Yeah. The sunset, yeah. the sweep over the, yeah. the California Canyon. And, the, and then the last scene is we find out why Josh is not texting her back. Because, we all knew. because he took her blood and copied yeah. her phone. Yeah. Ugh. I'm so sad. She liked him so much. I know. I mean, he's going to get what's coming to him, Hopefully. and I can't wait for the revenge, but I'm so sad. I just wanted her to be happy. I know. And he, we knew, we knew, we knew. Um, so for me, what I was going to say is, so what I found a little bit sus about the Blonsky thing is they never went back to why the guy who jumped her, what he was doing, what the goal was, the, like, he wanted her blood and they never, like, well, she didn't know. She didn't he... know that's what he wanted. But he was like goon for hire type situation oh so you think it's the lab that hired yeah. josh that no makes i sense. think josh is part of part of the whole thing mm-hmm. but i think the work crew mm-hmm. they were goons for hire oh, okay i see yeah so that makes more sense of he wasn't he's not deep in it he can't that was his purpose in the plot yeah um honestly okay so i saw the criticism of episode seven is that episode seven like it is insanely filler because there's no new information happening yeah yeah we just if anything we just got something confirmed yeah it (laughs) at the end the whole of episode seven is jen just verbalizing what we have been seeing her struggle with for the past six episodes is her Mm -hmm. relationship to She-Hulk versus Jen and like getting those two together I guess and Mm -hmm. I get that like this episode is probably the rounded out okay we're finally gelling together like I am Jen and I am She-Hulk and these are both parts of my like being now Mm -hmm. i just feel like it could have happened in a different way that didn't feel so lagging Mm, that makes sense yeah i mean it definitely was kind of spoon-fed yeah as the audience uh and i think you know they made it fun like the whole blonsky retreat was a fun vehicle for this plot moment oh yeah um, I don't know if it had to be the whole episode. Yeah. The thi- okay. We also got no B plot. I don't think we got any side character plot this time. No. No. Yeah. And the thing is, right, is that like it's a sitcom. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be like mostly lighthearted episodes with like not like big overarching themes. Um and that's valid, but I think that there, the thing with nine episodes, and I feel like this is what we always end up going back to, is like the length of seasons, the amount of content we're getting, um, mm-hmm. is that nine, a nine episode sitcom cannot operate the way that Friends operated or How I Met Your Mother or like any of mm-hmm. those classic sitcoms because their seasons were 13 episodes long the ongoing 13 20 22 episodes those yeah why did i say 13 because that's the new norm but like those Mm. classic sitcoms were 22 episodes weekly over months and months and months like with 
with the need not to spoon feed the audience but like to stay in a very rigid structure and yeah, kind not of, challenge. You were not watching a sitcom to get challenged. Yeah, and you're not watching Marvel to get challenged either. Like, let's be real. Yeah, yeah. Can you engage with Marvel in an engaging and challenging way? Yes. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it is just a fun, like, series of movies and TV shows. Right. I think that they're just not... I, I don't know, maybe because it's, like, a new way to do the sitcom and they haven't, like, figured that out yet. But because mm-hmm. it's nine episodes, it needs to be a lot tighter and mm-hmm. less repetitive in the way that, like, mm-hmm. friends can be repetitive because yeah. they can make the we were on a break joke a million times. Mm-hmm. And it's fine because there's a million episodes. Right. But for nine episodes to spend seven of the, six really of them on the like inner turmoil that jen has mm-hmm. and then to dedicate an entire episode that's basically recapping every episode before of that emotional mm-hmm. journey feels repetitive and they they tied mm-hmm. it up and they wrapped it in a, like a funny bow and yeah. i wasn't so like so then mad. hopefully we can move on yeah I yeah. wasn't mad. I thought I think that the episode was fun. It was engaging. It yeah. was entertaining. But um, I just I don't think like I don't think it's like strong television. Yeah, I definitely the weakest episode of the series. Yeah, um, I think it's definitely the most um, sitcom e I guess because like it didn't have to tie in. I mean, it did tie in. Hang on. I don't know, there was something about it of just, like, the way it fit in the flow of the series, the way it fit into her emotional journey, it just felt the most, like, all right, we are closing this chapter of the character, like, this part of the storyline is good to go, yeah. like, we, we, we ended it, we rehashed it, we can move on now. And it's, I would you have preferred this episode earlier in the season, then? Because now that it's episode seven, everything's starting to feel like a limited resource. I, maybe... Mm-hmm. If it meant that every episode after that was her embracing She-Hulk. Right. Do you think that's what's going to happen now? I mean, we have two I mean, episodes left. I, I think it, it has to, right? I think I think it's like going to be the beginning of that journey of her embracing She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. But not necessarily like fully come to fruition. Jen and She-Hulk... You know, because right. then I I keep going back to Matt telling her like Jen, Jen can help people when society fails them and she can help them when the law fails them. I keep going back mm-hmm. to that because that must also be like a and I guess with that line in mind, knowing that Matt's coming to kind of give her that like you can be both speech, Mm -hmm. this episode feels unnecessary. Hmm. Like, we could have spent time doing something else. Like, if you're going to have a fun filler episode, at least have a fun filler episode with, like, law shenanigans. I don't know. Um, Right. Another another unrelated story arc. Yeah. Story. And the thing is, is, like, 
I don't think episode six, the wedding episode, I don't think that was filler. Mm -hmm. I think that was just like, I, I think the joke at the beginning was a directed jab of like, if you think this is coming at an inconvenient time because they literally just teased Daredevil then like yeah you're right that's because weddings are inconvenient i think like in that episode we learn more about jen and we like see more of her life and i like i don't Mm -hmm. think of it as filler necessarily that's fair i hadn't made the connection to to the daredevil reference so i see what you mean Mm. yeah yeah i mean it felt like a clear uh reference to me because literally everyone expected oh okay like we saw the helmet last episode that means matt's coming in the next episode which is not necessarily the case right 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 so yeah i i don't don't necessarily consider it uh filler and i think it closed out the titania like storyline like Mm -hmm. i don't yeah she had ended up having a smaller role than i was anticipating I don't know if just because I wasn't paying attention or watching. I, mean, I thought Titania was going to be the entire season. I mean, I don't know if she's going to come back because mm-hmm. she is very much like, I say this isn't over. Like, yeah. So yeah. I don't know if she's going to come back. She might come back. But I, I, I think ultimately she's more of a nuisance to Jen than like the big bad. Yeah, than the big bad. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think part of that. Yeah, the big bad or internet yeah, I mean, I think I, part of that is how much they um, marketed uh Jim, Fair, Jamila Jamil which, yeah that's part of the show makes sense yeah and I think she's been in a good amount of the show it's not like it's false advertising but um yeah I, I guess that's on us for thinking that she was going to be a much bigger villain than we thought she was going to be mm-hmm. um yeah I think it closed that out it set up it set up the Josh thing like I just think that mm-hmm. I don't know actually now that I'm like really thinking about it right is Josh could have been introduced during the speed dating episode not speed dating but like the tinder episode and then being like oh my god like this guy actually seems pretty cool like give us a false sense of security like knowing him before we know about intelligentsia Mm. and like maybe like i'm okay here's how i'm thinking about it introduced in the in the tinder episode she doesn't immediately connect with this guy reconnects with him during the lawsuit episode oh right where she brings them all back and he's like hey like yeah that's why we matched like kind of reconnects Mm -hmm. um and like they and then she brings him with her to the wedding Mm -hmm. and then that would be like the kind of culmination of that and then she gets ghosted after that Mm. already and like i don't know like maybe just none of this i don't know i just think that josh could have been introduced a lot earlier and made his betrayal um cut more and um be less obvious that's fair uh i think for me what tipped it is the previously ons there are so many times whenever i'm watching uh shows agents of shield did this all the time too i need to skip the previously on if i want to be truly surprised by the plot uh, I have to skip the the previously oh, yeah, ons because they, them. to a certain extent, they 
they they spoil because the foreshadowing is so this like heaped in front yeah. of you. Like, don't forget this major plot point. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, like, yeah, I just don't watch them because I'm like, I know, I I was here last week. I'm fine. I know. Yeah, I know what happened. Yeah. It, like, I might watch them in shows that are seasons and seasons and seasons long. Just to be like, yeah. maybe you might reference something from forever ago. Right. But even then, I still don't. I think the only time I ever watched it was when sh- with Shameless. Because those are kind of funny. Because right. the beginning of those yeah. was like, what, I got to spoon feed you this? Like, like those are always <laughs> funny. They were always like... Uh, talking shit to the viewer for like needing to know i think it would have been fun to include josh a little earlier because it would have lulled us into a false sense of security for everybody involved this one is more obvious and it had more of the like anxiety quick turnaround to watching him yeah you knew immediately which like uh, yeah the story's got it like we could have even gotten Um, her be like talking to him about it and being like oh my god mm -hmm. and him being like baby 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 don't worry about is it. That, is that your official pitch for a script? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is my spec script. Yeah. For She-Hulk season one. How it should have happened. Oh, that reminds me. So I part of, and I, we don't know a lot with these limited series, because um, at the moment, Loki is the only one confirmed for season two. How much do you think of this, like, front-loading? I don't think Loki is the only one confirmed for season two. Loki is, Loki 2 is currently filming, but I think, um, I think Moon Knight is confirmed. Oh, they confirmed yeah. it. Okay. Uh, I, I think maybe Miss Marvel is confirmed. I don't, don't okay, quote me on that, There though. were some that I'm not sure if a movie was confirmed or if, like, Ms. Marvel will come back versus, like, uh, this a second season is happening. At know? least for Moon Knight. I always forget. It is. Like, initially, I think they were just doing a one-off of that, and then I think they saw how popular it was. Um, they did okay, some, cool. like, weird half-assed, like, ooh, announcement of, like, Oscar Isaac with, like, the director, and they were, oh, like, okay. in Egypt or something. And he was like, why else would I be here? (laughs) Kind of a statement. So, fair. uh, yeah, I think Moon Knight's getting a second season. I mean, I think some of these are going to get second seasons. I would be surprised if they didn't, honestly. Like, there are some that, like, it makes sense why WandaVision didn't. And then we knew um, Bucky was getting, like, not Bucky, Sam was getting, like, transitioning into a full movie, Mm -hmm. so on. Anyways, do you think they're front-loading a lot of She-Hulk's, like, development so that way a second season can be more just, like, faster-paced? I mean, the thing is, is that I don't think that they need to be... I feel like the development has been so slow Mm -hmm. anyway. And, like, the way that TV works is, like... Like, yeah, slow build-up is great on a television show, but, like... Hmm... Not when it feels like, um, I don't know, it doesn't feel like she needs all of this, like, time and speculation for character growth, mm-hmm. you know? It feels like, yeah. I fe- it feels like it could be going at a faster pace. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, I, you know, I'm of the belief that sitcoms are often... Sitcoms are often the place where the best dramatic acting can happen. 
mm-hmm. because uh, you never expect the happy characters to right. get so like poignant and deep, right? That's why The Good Place right. is mm-hmm. an incredible television show. Um, yeah, it's also what I was thinking like never have I ever. I've, never, I've not watched. Like that. you think you signed up for one? Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, uh, it's cute, and it's one of those things of like you think you signed up for one thing, and then as the show goes on, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. like th- <laughs> I, I think I think that's the thing is that like a lot of a lot of like really good comedies and sitcoms like at their heart like they are telling such like a real like like a rich character story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, character growth in that way happens so, like, marginally and so slowly, but in very mm-hmm. different ways. Like, for example, take uh, Parks and Rec with, um, like, yeah. April. When mm-hmm. we meet April in season one, she doesn't care about anything or anyone yeah. or any, like, a- nothing. She doesn't care. She's just there to collect a paycheck mm-hmm. and uh like coast basically but by the end of parks and rec we see that april is someone who has made very close bonds with the people around her that mm-hmm. she actually cares and loves those people that she has a job that she cares about that like and wants to grow and, and wants and to grow more. and like is like a full full human with uh, the ability of, like, who has experienced the full breadth of human emotion, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And not so much that two-dimensional character we saw in season one. And I think that comes from, like, you know, uh, the writers starting you in one place and being like, okay, where, where do we want this character to be by the end of season one, season two, season three, season four, right? Yeah, And I think that stuff happens so slowly because we see it in in the relationships. We see it in, like, how they grow. Like, um, mm-hmm. it wasn't until April, like, started dating um, Andy that, like, her mm-hmm. ability to care for things and other people really started to flourish, right? And I, I yeah. think... I think maybe part of that foresight is lacking from She-Hulk. That makes sense. In that, like, they were like, we're just gonna tell a funny story. And I'm happy. Like, I I'm, none of what I'm saying in this episode is uh, me being like, this show sucks. I like this show. It's really yeah. fun. I'm really loving it. I love Tatiana Maslany more than life itself. <laughs> um, and, like, honestly, like, I... If it wasn't part of just how I overanalyze these things, uh, I'd be, like, happy to just watch it and chill and, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's fun. I'm good. Whatever. Yeah. Episode 7 wasn't bad. It just, it could have been more. Yeah. done more. And I I think I just, I, I wish there felt like there was more forethought into, like, on episode one, this is where we meet Jen, and on episode seven, mm-hmm. or episode, like, nine, this is where we want her to end up, and that that journey mm-hmm. was more meticulously planned. That makes sense, yeah. Uh, 
and not so much like we're hitting you with how much she hates every part of being a she-hulk like mm-hmm. you know what i needed this i needed her realization of she-hulk not being such a bad thing to be um built up off of like action and not not like therapy is great i love that she did group therapy (laughs) but i i wanted it to be built off of like actionable things rather than Mm. um like a group therapy about how she's upset some guy ghosted her right you know like her having the real her like helping other people as she hulk and being like oh maybe this isn't such a bad thing like Mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. this could be yeah part of what i do now actually um, right well she hasn't taken on the superhero side of being a hulk yet she's still doing it as she's still reeling and dealing with um how she hulk is perceived yeah. and how she is perceived as she hulk yeah i just um so i don't think she's open or thought about yet the heroing protection part of things she just knows that like how she's treated yeah i I just i I don't mean like she made the active choice like if this episode were going in that direction of like an actionable um you know series of events that made her come to the same realization um Mm. i more so think of it as like she just happened to be in a position that she could be helping people in a way that no one else could have Mm-hmm. and maybe for once she's actually getting like not the praise but the appreciation that she deserves um in in that like you know the a plot is her doing something for her uh, clients maybe she's doing like a pro bono mm-hmm. thing and then the b plot is her doing some she hulk thing and right. it comes together being like wow i could really help people in both ways kind of thing even though it's not like what she wants to do yeah so i don't know i just i think that they're i think they're rather i'm not a tv writer (laughs) it's hard like it's hard it is and i think it's also really interesting at least when i one of the ways i was thinking about this episode and now that we're talking about it is the different ways she has reckon had to reckon with what being a hulk in public image means versus the way bruce has yeah. had to because like in the first episode he's like this is gonna take years of like introspection and like blah 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 and also he's has a different experience of hulk like hulk is a different mindset yeah. alt inside of bruce and the, jen does not have yeah. that um so it she's had to reckon with it in totally different ways and it is a lot more um introspective yeah. i mean it, and again like i think the episode was funny it was just like yeah something felt lacking and i think that lacking feeling came from the fact that it just wasn't anything new like it was just mm-hmm. yeah we know this yeah mm-hmm. we, we we understand like it's fine we're good um mm-hmm. that sucks but like again, it was a fun episode. I I, I genuinely, I've seen I've, worse filler yeah. come out of the MCU. <laughs> From the MCU, yeah. Uh, I've seen worse filler just in general. Listen, not everything can mm-hmm. be the Ember Island players. <laughs> Even Avatar had a pretty dud filler episode. Oh, that was Legend of Korra, very specifically. 
No, Avatar had that one with the pass, with the the clans who didn't like uh, each other and they had to walk through the clip. Yeah. Avatar had a dud filler. Yeah. That one, that one's meh. Mm-hmm. It's still not even that bad. Like it's it's meh, but it's not like it's the worst episode in the series. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. shows shows have their duds i guess mm-hmm. um and I, i'm excited to see the next two episodes and like we're gonna get to the finale and we're gonna finally get matt and maybe all these man babies can finally shut up about matt murdoch showing up <laughs> because i came i went to twitter after both the episodes these last two weeks and it was like oh i bet the man babies are so mad about it like it's literally seven. like you know like that meme of the guy taking his clown makeup off it's like how we yeah. are like or no, he's not taking it off, but he's just, like, people, like, dressed as clowns or whatever. Like, how we all feel after thinking that we were going to get Matt Murdock in this episode. Oh, yeah. It's, like, the only thing people can talk about. Like, they don't talk about the episode. They don't talk about Jen. They can only talk about the fact that Matt was not yeah. in the episode. Like, grow up. This is not his show. Yeah, which sucks. Another reason why I like episode seven is just, like, no, you want to... We're spending an entire episode yeah. on Jen and her interior life yeah. and emotions. So... And even Wait, the episode before, it wasn't for Matt. The episode before was literally called "Just Jen." Yeah. I love that, "Just Jen," mm-hmm. and they changed the like title sequel sequence to, which they mm-hmm. did in the like She Hulk by Titania episode two. Yeah, I like. So that. I think I th- I love it when shows do that and they like mess around with like the they're so title clever. Sequences. I think the show is being really self aware in yeah. a really fun way. I also wonder why they stopped doing after credit scenes. Yeah, I know. Oh, also speaking of after credit scenes, you were correct. I totally misread that dare the music in the episode five. I thought it was onto something, and then six and seven hit, and it's I was like, "No, music. I'm the idiot. I'm so sad." Yeah, I just I I didn't. I'm so hear sad. It. I'm sorry. Nah, I thought I had it, but yeah, I do wonder why they quit doing um, end credit scenes. I I part of me is like, I wonder. I wonder if this actually would have been better with six episodes. Would, yeah, well, let's get to the end and see. Yeah, I mean... Because I'm, I'm trying to think, like, oh, what would they cut? And, like, I know what they could have condensed, but I want to... Yeah, we'll see what the final two episodes have, and we'll see if, like... Yeah. What was... What would the whole arc was? Yeah, I just... I think, like... I don't know. I don't know. I'm just wondering if with a tighter... It's wild, because nine 30-minute episodes is so tight in general... But because yeah, that's so small. But because they're not telling like a a like linear, long form story, really. Mm-hmm. They're taking a lot of liberties, and I again, I think this just ends up going back to like the uh, kind of like the not the it's the downfall of TV. I feel like we're kind of entering into like the end of the golden age of television because mm, streaming yeah. in a lot of ways has taken away what makes television so good. Um, right. Like I think HBO is doing it well in that like the episodes are available to stream immediately, but at X time, everywhere right. at like prime time you know and i think that's what's mm-hmm, been missing mm-hmm. because like honestly it is so frustrating that i have to like wake up early right now to like 
watch these things before my commute, before I start my day. Oh, yeah. So that I can avoid a spoiler. I want it to come out right. at 8 p.m. And I mm-hmm. want to, like, everybody can watch it at the same time and we can all tweet about it at the same time as it's happening. Like, I right. I used to, like, I used to, like, live, like, blog on, on Tumblr. Not, like, often. Um, mm-hmm. But I used to literally, like, watch an ep- whatever I was watching, if I was watching it live, I would also have Tumblr up and I'd be on the tag oh, and yeah. I would be refreshing and I'd be, like, making my own posts and, like, that, like, that mm-hmm. is lost, yeah, because there true. isn't that concentrated. I, even hour. on my own timeline, I only see that for Game of Thrones things now, or whatever the new one is. Because Dragon it comes Quest. out at like eight p.m. on Sundays or nine p.m. on Sundays, yeah. so everyone is there at the same time. Well, everyone's watching it at the same time. I think, I like. I wish that Disney Plus would do that in in some capacity of like the episode mm-hmm. comes out at eight p.m. on Thursdays, and not at like right. midnight the way that like streaming on Netflix worked. And like, right. yeah, when you're dropping everything all at once, that makes sense that you want to put it out early on the mm-hmm. same on that same day so that people can spend all day watching it. But mm-hmm. when you're doing week to week, you're really like missing out on the community aspect of, of watching That's, something yeah. because those people who get online and tweet about it or go on Tumblr or are on TikTok, whatever, like the people who mm-hmm. do that you're not doing it at the same time anymore. And mm-hmm, I think that's mm-hmm. really lacking um, in watching yeah. television in general. And I, a lot of this is like really hitting me when I'm thinking about like, like the Disney shows is like one thing because I can download them on my phone and I can usually watch them through the episode. I've been watching Vampire Academy, mm-hmm. which is based on a book series from high school that I really loved and like, and it's on Peacock and like, I have the cheap version of Peacock. I cannot download the episodes. Because of that, I have to wake up like slightly earlier on a Thursday so I can watch the Mm. majority of the episode on my phone at home and then finish the last like 10, 15 minutes on the train where it buffers Mm -hmm. all to hell. And I have to do that because by the time I'm at work, you don't want to get the entire episode is gift on Twitter. Wow. Like, that's such a bummer. So I have to watch it in the morning or else I get completely spoiled. And I can't watch it during the day, obviously, mm-hmm. because I work. You're at work. Oh, that's true. The The evening television spectacle yeah. of it is gone. Like, that's really yeah. what kind of kick-started this thought. Because mm-hmm. I, I really hadn't thought of it that way until I was watching Vampire Academy. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so frustrating that, like, I have to watch mm-hmm. it in the morning when it would be the perfect like get home from work evening de-stress yeah. watch but mm-hmm. i can yeah so um the last 10 minutes really just turned into just a rant against streaming television <laughs> well that's fair i mean i don't have anything else to say about the yeah. episodes of six and seven and i will say because of this I'm kind of glad we split the episodes the way we did, so that way we can really just focus on the yeah. finale, so, uh, or like the finale and the yeah. Especially since you know? the next episode we talk about She-Hulk, we're gonna be talking about Matt Murdock. That's the end. Can't wait to see him. I'm I love <laughs> She-Hulk, and I've said it a million times, but I'm so excited to see Matt Murdock. 
It's going to be interesting. Great. I'm really excited to see it. Anyway. Um, we'll be with you till the end of the line. You can follow me on Twitter at the Sabrina Pat. You can follow Lily at Lily underscore Rugo. And you can follow the podcast at EM Fangirls. And you can check out our website, EarthsMightestFangirls.com. And email us at EMFangirls at gmail.com. Let us know what you're thinking about She-Hulk. Are you excited for Matt Murdock? What do you think about streaming TV in general, I guess? Um, And we're on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, all those places. If you really like this episode, um, let us know by leaving a comment on Apple Podcasts. That would really help us out. TikTok. Oh, my TikTok is at some fangirl. Thank you so much. You're the real MVP, Lily. Uh, I will support. Uh, Thank you to Dexter Britton for letting us use their song Wonderland. And thanks to us for editing and producing.